We have got a mini-series happening today and next Sunday, and it's all about freedom. That's right, yeah. We like freedom to be who God has created us to be and have the life that Jesus died for you to have, just as Kat talked about. Uh, you know, it's spiritual freedom. It's not a one-size-fits-all. It's like a journey. You know, it's like a road trip. Some people go fast. Some people take the scenic route. It's okay. Because as long as you're on the journey, it doesn't actually matter. So I remember when I first came along to church and uh, I don't, during worship that we just had, during that, I didn't, I'd never really been to church before, but I used to start crying during worship. I'd be fine. I'd be yelling, yahoo, happy, happy, happy. And then the worship would start and all of a sudden I'd be like crying. There'd be snot and all sorts of things going on. This happened. This went on for a year. I don't know, maybe something similar happened to you when you first uh, invited Jesus into your heart. But for me, it was, a, it was a journey, and I had no clue what was going on. Not until later on, when I realized that, you know, God, he pours his love into it, our hearts by his spirit. It's in Romans 5, 5, where he does. He pours his, his love into our hearts, but when he does that, he releases pain. He releases wounds. He releases things that we're hurt by. And, and as I was in worship and I'd be crying, I had no idea, but God was freeing me from things that had gone, happened in my past. I didn't even, it wasn't like I was thinking about them. It was happening though. Because at the end of that year, I was a different person. In fact, I was a little bit worried because the day that I stopped crying, I'm thinking, what happened? What happened? I, I got, got so used to it. I used to take, you know, big box of tissues along with me because because but it was like there's a time there's a time so there's a time in our journey where there's a time to cry there's a time to be released there's a time to to just relax in the holy spirit and let him do his thing and a little bit later on we're going to be we'll be going to let the holy spirit minister to you let him come into your heart and whatever is going on that you may need, he's there. He is there for you. In 2 Corinthians 3.17, it says, Now the Spirit, now the, Spirit is, uh, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. He is here. So there is freedom here. But you've actually got to reach out and take it. He'll come. But, but the, the Spirit of God is, is gentle. He's kind. He won't force himself upon you. But we can receive his Spirit. You might be here today and you don't have a relationship with God. The beginning uh, of freedom is having a relationship with God. I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that a little bit later in the service. So we all face challenges in life. And uh, some of them are not easy. We get caught up in the stresses of and pressures of daily living. In John 10, 10, it says, the thief, that's the devil, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I, that's Jesus, have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Jesus wants us to have and enjoy life, to have life to the full, yeah. to have a life that we were called to have, to have the best life yeah. with family, with friends, whatever it is, in our work. So what do we need to get free from <laughs> There's so many things, really. I know because I, I, I just listed some of the things that I've had to get free from. Uh, right, freedom from sin, freedom from addiction, from fear, 
from frustration, from anxiety, from grief, yeah. from sadness, from sickness, from pain, from offence, from anger, from criticism, from disappointment, from discouragement, from resentment, from bitterness, from guilt, from shame. There are so many things. I know, I've read them out now, you think, whoa, that's a lot. It is a lot. But do you know there's timing in everything? And I, know, I don't know exactly what was going on in that first year for me, but there was a time where, where I was getting healed from different things. And then yeah. I still continued on a journey. And I'm still continuing on a journey. Yeah. Freedom is uh, an ongoing thing. Yeah. Even yeah. when you get free from something, there are moments where the enemy will come and he'll try and like, yeah, but remember when you did that? Oh, that was so mean. And like, I've done a lot of mean things. I know I don't look mean, but yeah, no, I have. I've done a lot of mean things. And so the, I would see pictures of things that I'd done wow. in the past, and, wow. and it, would, it would lock me up. It would make me uh, not want to go out. It would make, it would, it, this is what can happen. If you let things in your past lock you up, shut you down, stop you, like we need to be free from anything yeah. and everything that's holding us back from his best purpose for us yeah and from living a good life. Yeah, so whether it's regrets or pain of the past, or it could be fear of the future, of what might happen in the future, either way. So we need to first position yourself. Oh, a position ourselves, like here we are. We're in good position. Online, you're in a good position. You'd be better if you were here, but if you can't make it here, you're in a great position, because you're watching, right? So you, your position, your position, so in Galatians 5.1 it says, it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Oh, God wants us to be free. But we, we get to decide, we get to choose and receive it. Uh, you know, we can choose to live afraid that a relationship, a job offer or a health situation won't work out. Or we can live in freedom, standing in faith that God is in control. We can choose to live an angry, bitter life due to the pain others have inflicted on us, or we can live in freedom, forgiving them, and letting God make it right. We position ourselves. There's a course that we'll talk about later. It's called Alpha, and it's for people who uh, first come along to church to know a little bit more about Jesus, like Sam's done Alpha. And at the end of Alpha, it's, there's a... There's a it's called Encounter Day. Now, during one of an, an Encounter Day that I was helping facilitate, we have a team with us, I had uh, a scripture for a person that was in that room. And, and it was like, where is it? Here we go. John eight thirty six. it says, So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. But with that picture, I saw new life. I saw freedom. I saw her planted in the house of God, and I saw flowers. Now, for me, that was kind of, I thought, what's with the flower? So I just say what I've seen. I saw flowers, and that they were growing, and, that, and, it, and, it was, and it was to bring beauty to other people's lives. Now, another person uh, on our team goes, I saw the same thing. I saw flowers. You see, when God speaks, his atmosphere, his spirit is in the room. And then this person who... I got the scripture for, she goes, oh my gosh, I've just finished doing a puzzle with a tulip. 
Like, do you know how, that's how God can talk to you. So it broke something in her. She just like got instantly set free from not thinking she was worthy. So do you see how God can move in a person's life when you are positioned? Kat just talked about three nights of fire. Position yourself. Because the thing about three nights of fire, you get more time to get ministered to by the Holy Spirit. Because it's not the person doing it, it, he's the person that does it. The Holy Spirit, he's the one who brings life. He's the one who brings healing. He's the one who breaks and chains off people that they, they may have had for a long time. So I got the word for, uh, for that, for uh, three nights of fire, marinate. And I don't know, like, who, who's a cook here? Who knows how to marinate stuff? What happens when you marinate? You know, you soak, you soak the meat in it. Yeah. What is your? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got some laughing going on here. What? Not, not good cooking. Or, oh, oh, oh. There's oh, You don't, you don't go like that. Anyway, back to the marinating. You soak in it. You let the, you let the meat rest in it. And then what happens? It comes out and it's got more flavour. It's tasty. And this is what's going to happen to us at three nights of fire. We're going to have time to soak in the presence of God. We're going to have time to rest in his presence. We're going to have time to hear his word. We're going to have time to let him set us free. We are going to have that time. And we will come out of there with more of his flavor. We'll come out of there smelling like Jesus. We'll come out of there. Yeah, we will. We will. This week I was praying in our, with our team, our intercessory prayer team. And we were praying for the supernatural power of God in our church. And I got a picture of jars of oil. They were on a shelf. They were on a shelf. And on the jars were labels. So like one of the labels was joy. One of the labels was healing. One of the labels was provision. One of the, they were just right across the shelf. You know, God has the oil for everything that is needed. And I, and, and I thought, why are they up there? You know, they were overflowing with oil. He's got over, it was oil that does not run out. His oil does not run out. And I thought, why are they on the shelf? And he goes, yeah, but they're within reach. They're within reach. You have to believe it. If you are, want a healing in your, in your life, I saw some come out here for healing, for provision. If you, if you want provision, God has that oil for you. And I just see it in abundance of oil. Like in uh, the Bible, in 2 Kings 4, the, it talks about the widow and the jars of oil. And it's about a poor uh, widow facing a dire situation. She is deeply in debt. She's at risk of losing her two sons because of that debt, because she can't pay her debt off just after her husband has died. I mean, that's pretty dire. All the stuff is going on around her. So she turns to the prophet Elisha for help. But she says, what can I do? I have nothing in the house but a jar of oil. And Elijah instructs her to, com- to collect empty jars from her neighbors. You know, knock, knock, knock. Can I have your jars, please? That's, a, that's what they did back then. Uh, and, then. and then he told her to pour the oil that she had into every jar. Now, miraculously, the oil multiplies and it fills all the jars that she has gathered. She's then able to sell the oil, pay off her debts, and provide for her family's needs. So the the widow's act of faith and obedience in following Elijah's instructions resulted in supernatural provision to pay her debt and to save her sons from slavery. But she had to trust God. 
He's the oil that never runs dry. He's the oil. So let's believe today that he's got the oil that you need. Later on, we will be praying for that. So it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. We stand firm. So these things have been instrumental in my own freedom. Uh, the first one is repentance. I didn't even know what that word meant when I first came to church. I'm not joking. Uh, repentance, it can be different, uh, difficult. It's saying sorry. It's saying I'm sorry. It's, saying, it's not only saying I'm sorry, it's changing your mind and changing direction. So you were going this way, but all of a sudden, I'm sorry. Change and go in the opposite direction. That's what repentance is. It's like turning from sin. It's changing behavior. It's transforming. We, you confess your sin and you ask God for forgiveness. Forgiving ourselves and forgiving others. Oh, you know, in almost every uh, pathway of freedom, there is forgiveness. Which is, can also be tricky. Because a lot of time I didn't feel the people that I had to forgive uh, should be forgiven. That I'm not going to let them off the hook. This is the way I felt like, why should I? I mean, they did this horrible thing to me. That They were, they were terrible to me. They're shocking. Like, they can just burn. No, no. I, it was way worse than my thoughts in my head. But anyway. But this is a, So how do you get to forgiveness when you, you just don't really feel like forgiving someone? And... Honestly, it, it took time. It took time, and it took the Holy Spirit to come. A lot of that time in worship, it was like softening my heart, melting my heart, making me realize that, you know, hurt people do hurt people, but healed people heal other people. So what happened in my own healing, it actually enabled me to forgive not easy i'm not saying it's easy but it's pivotal because without forgiveness there is no freedom without forgiveness there's no freedom without repenting and asking god to forgive you or the person to forgive you there is no freedom so that's why forgiveness so forgiveness it's so important so that's repentance and forgiveness the second thing is uh, to renew our minds so breaking the patterns of thinking by meditation on the Word of God, memorization, and speaking the Word of God. In Romans 12, 2, it says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve that God's will is His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So don't be conformed by what you would normally think in the world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I mean, I struggled getting free uh, of things that uh, I had done in the past or things that had happened to me in the past. And there was just a feeling of hopelessness and guilt and shame. I, I found that by resisting the devil and by making uh, myself think new thoughts, I could gain self-control over my mind. Self-control is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It is. It's one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I found that by uh, you know, doing that, it actually gave me the power not to think about certain things. You didn't think that was a power, but it's a power. Because when you get pictures continually of things that have happened in your life, when you get pictures continually of words that have been spoken over your life, when you get t pictures, when you hear voices of the things that have been said to you that, that, that have made you insecure, felt unworthy, felt unloved, when you, when you get the thoughts in your mind of that, we do not want to think about them. 
So it gave me the power to not think. You know, to forget things is more difficult than to remember things. It is to forget, but you've got to take authority over your mind. So not only do you take authority, but you start to meditate and personalize the word of God for you. There are probably two scriptures that through my whole, like you don't have to, you know, learn the whole Bible off by heart. I just had two scriptures that I would constantly say to myself to help me whenever those thoughts did come, I would think no, and I would instantly start to say, I know the plan that you have for me, God. You have got a plan to prosper me, not to harm me, to give me a hope in the future. I know that you've got good plans for me, God. I know you've got good plans for me. You've got good plan for me, God. You've got a purpose for me. You've got hope for me. You've got a future for me. So I would start to say that instead. Or, you know, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. My mind is sound. My mind is sound. I do not fear. My mind is sound because God has not given me a spirit of fear. So it's just a constant over and over, like, no, no, I'm not going to think about that. I'm not going to look towards that. No, I'm not going to go back there. And, and this, this is, uh, I know it sounds, it, it's not easy, but it's, you need it to be consistent. So every time a thought comes, every time a thought comes, boom, there is, I know you've got a plan for me, God. I know you've got plans for me, a plan to prosper me and not to harm me. Give me a hope in the future. I know you've got good plans for me. Constantly, over and over and over and over. And then they, it starts to get in, ingrained in you. You know, I, I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. I can say so on and on and on. But throughout my whole entire journey with God, I've always had uh, things, and it's timing. It's different scriptures at different times. If I had financial needs, you know, the blessing of the Lord brings wealth and he adds no sorrow to it. Boom, there it is. Whenever I think, oh my gosh, I'm going to, you know, this is not good. My finances are the blessing of the Lord brings wealth and he adds no sorrow to it. Boom, there it is. So, so it's just straight away. I've got, uh, like, I guess, you know, like arrows in my quiver. When I, when I need, it just depends on what it is. If it was healing, you know, oh man, I'm going to get laid, hands laid on me because the word says, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I'm going to get someone to pray for me. I'm going to get them to pray for me. If I need healing, I'm going to get them to pray for me. If I need anything in those jars of oil, I'm going to be up every time that it's called out. I'm going to be up every time because I believe that the Holy Spirit can change my life. I know because I've been there. So it's been nearly 20 years now I've been following God. I've got to tell you, I even look different. If you met me back then, you wouldn't know who I was. You'd walk, right, walk straight past me because I was an angry, angry, angry control freak. I'm proud of it. <laughs> no, 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 not really. I didn't even realize that I had all this stuff on the inside of me. Do you know uh, we can go through life and we can just discard things, but they actually don't go away. We just push them down. We push them down. And then something happens in your life that triggers things and then boom, boom, boom. Up they come. You know what I'm talking about. Boom, boom, boom. It's ugly and it's not happening. You know, like, everyone's had that, right? Everyone's had times where, you know, oh, you're just cruising along and then boom, boom, boom. Up they come. Like, it, it's not great. It's not a great feeling. But if we repent and forgive, if we renew our minds, and then the third thing is if we accept, if we accept help and support from others. It's a great thing that we're in a supportive community. Whether, it, whether it's your peers here or whether it's a mentor, whether it's, I mean, you might need uh, like professional counseling. Whatever it is, accept help and support. 
You don't have to do this alone. It's, it's an amazing thing when you find someone that's been, something, been through something similar as you and come through it because it gives you hope that if they did, so can I. If they did, so can I. If they come through, so can I. It's, it's an incredible thing. So that's why we are in a community because we support each other. We help each other. We pray for each other. And we're going to be doing that very soon. We're going to be praying for the Holy Spirit to come. And like, I just saw him, you know, that spirit of truth, like even now, shifting and unlocking, shifting and unlocking. And I just see like cogs of things. Actually in Bert and Yolanda, I just saw, you know, God shifting and unlocking some things. I just saw, I got the word sacrifice. I feel like you've, you've made sacrifices. Do not think that they've gone unseen. You know, God's with you, he's for you. And there's going to be things that will unlock for you. Shifting and unlocking. Shifting and unlocking. I'm going to pray. So if I can ask you to stand to your feet. And our worshipers are ready. And the Holy Spirit is ready. And he's here. He's waiting. So if if that's you today and you feel, uh, you know, I just get the word like a spirit of heaviness. If you've got anxiety or depression or spirit of heaviness, like very soon I'm going to, you know, ask you to come to the front. If you need healing, come to the front because God, he, he gives us, you know, I even feel that there's some mourning, like I don't know whether there's been friends lost recently. I mean, I know I've lost two friends in the last month, uh, you know, just with a heavy heart. And if that's you, very soon I'm going to invite you to come up as well. So, but he... God gives us an oil of joy for mourning, a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. That's what he does. So if it's healing, if it's anxiety, anything that you feel that you need to just be free, be free to follow God, to hunger after him, you can start coming forward now. And our our team are going to start singing. Thank you, Jesus.